Should you need to take legal action against that wedding photographer that you're not going to have to sue them for their house or their car or the savings account that is going to put their kids through college? Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my little corner of the podcast world. Thank you so much for listening today. My goal is always to help you get the very best wedding images and experience from your wedding photographer, no matter who you hire. So I can finally, finally, finally share my amazing personal news because it has finally been released out into the world by my daughter and now I can follow suit. So my youngest daughter, well, let's back up a little bit. If you don't know, my oldest daughter made me a Tamaw in 2020 during COVID. And I now have a two-year-old grandson named Archie that I always refer to as my little peanut. And now my youngest daughter, Kiana, is going to give Archie or my little peanut a cousin to play with. So she is expecting, she's due in January, and she is having my little poppy seed. And just for some context here, so you understand about my little peanut and my poppy seed, when Sierra, my oldest daughter, first told me that she was pregnant and about Archie, she was using a pregnancy app to kind of walk her through everything she needed to know about being pregnant. And at the time she told me, Archie in utero was about the size of a peanut. So I have just always called him my little peanut. And when uh, Kiana first told me that she was pregnant with my second grandchild, she told me much earlier in the pregnancy, and my granddaughter was the size of a poppy seed. So I have my little peanut and my little poppy seed, and I cannot wait. Um, She's due in January. I can't give you her name yet, but what I do want to tell you is that Kiana and Devin have decided to take Devin's grandmother's middle name and one of Kiana's grandmother's middle name and blend them together to make their daughter's middle name. 
And this is super sentimental because Kiana was actually born after her grandmother had passed away. Her grandmother passed away in 1990 and Kiana was born in 1996. And Devin's grandmother passed away earlier this year. I believe it was this year. It was either this year or late last year. Um, But it was recent anyway. So I think this is super, super special. And when Kiana told me this, I just thought that was an extremely special thing to do. And it made me cry. I'm almost going to cry again just thinking about it. But I love that story. I love how they are taking those two grandma's middle names to blend them together to make something really special for their daughter. And I need to stop talking about it or I'm going to cry again. So let's jump right into today's topic. Um, Six must-haves for your wedding photographer. And just FYI, when my daughter does release the baby's names out into the world, I will tell y'all here too. All right, so let's let's get to it. Six must-haves for your wedding photographer. So this question was sent in from a listener, and she asked, are there non-negotiable things that I should be looking for in a wedding photographer? And yes, this is an excellent question, and there are non-negotiable things that you should be looking for in a wedding photographer. This listener asked me to narrow them down and list them out, so that's what this podcast is all about. So the biggest signs to look for in your wedding photographer are, and I contemplated putting these in order of importance, but I actually think they all deserve to be number one on this list. So they are in no order of importance, but they are all equally important. One of the first things I want to discuss is that your potential wedding photographer must own a legitimate business. They must be a legitimate business owner. Because the more serious they are treating their business, the more serious they are going to treat you. If they are treating their business like a pretend business or something that they only do on the weekends, and it's very casual, very nonchalant, and there is little to no structure in their business, well, guess what? This photography company is most likely going to also treat its customers or its couples the exact same way. Very casual, very nonchalant, and with little to no structure. So the big five things that you should look for when trying to find a wedding photographer with a legitimate business are insurance. And all you have to do is ask, you know, during your consultation with this potential um, wedding photographer is ask to see proof, a certificate of insurance. I carry mine with me. And if a potential couple ever asks, it's in my binder and I show it to them. Insurance. So all kinds of stuff can happen before, during, and after your wedding date. Images can get lost, just plain lost. They can become corrupt or 
become irretrievable on faulty storage devices. Photographers can get sick and, newsflash, sometimes even die before, during, or just after your wedding day before they have had a chance to deliver your wedding gallery or your wedding album. I even have a true story about this happening in my book, The Complete Guide to Wedding Photography for Couples Getting Married, available on Amazon. Photographers can accidentally hurt or injure one of your guests on your wedding day. And no matter what goes wrong, you want to make sure that that wedding photographer has an insurance policy in place And that you're, you know, should you need to take legal action against that wedding photographer, that you're not going to have to sue them for their house or their car or the savings account that is going to put their kids through college. You want to know that you are actually going to be pursuing a real insurance policy that they have put in place to protect them in these instances. Okay, the next thing you should be looking for in these big five things are a website with a real email address. There are so many um, photographers, wedding photographers included, that don't even have websites these days. They rely on their Instagram profiles or their Facebook business pages or what have you to act as their website where potential couples learn about them. And also, this goes for all wedding vendors that you are going to consider hiring for your wedding day. They should all have an actual www.website.com, a real website, and they should all have a real email address that corresponds to that website address. They should not just be operating with a Gmail account, a Yahoo account, an Outlook account, or what have you. They should be using a info, a their name at their URL.com email address. Um, the third thing on my list is they should be paying a state sales tax. Most states have a public database that you as a regular consumer can log on to and search the database to see if a potential wedding photographer is paying sales tax and if they have a current sales tax certificate. If they do not, they are not running a legitimate business. And let's digress to how I started this. They are probably not going to treat you like a legitimate customer. Okay, another thing, number four on the list, they should be paying... In addition to the state sales tax, they should be paying county property taxes on their business. If they are, again, this is in most states, I know in Texas, it is a public database that you can log in and look how much their business is valued at, how much and and whether or not they are current on those property taxes. If they are not contributing to the financial economic status of their city, their county, and their state, if they are dodging these taxes, 
What else are they going to dodge? What else are they going to sidestep and hide from? Emails, texts, appointments, obligations. I, that's where I would put my money. They are also going to look for other things that they can shortcut. And the last thing on my list, number five, is certifications and or professional organizations that they are members of. Again, the more legitimate, the more professional that they see themselves, that they are treating their business, the more professional they are going to treat their customers. It is just that simple. All right, number two on my list. So in an, in addition to being a legitimate business owner, they must offer you a written agreement. This day is way too important and there are too many expectations both from the photographer and from the couple and probably too much money being exchanged to just operate on good faith or verbal promises or a very firm handshake. So you need everything in writing. This will ensure that all of the understandings between all of the parties are in writing and that Everyone is on the same page for what is expected to happen. And you can have something to refer back on should you have a question and not have to text or call or email and say, what did we say about the delivery date of the gallery? Did, did we agree that that's going to be 30 days after the wedding or 300 days? And then when, when that doesn't happen, you have nothing to enforce. If you agreed, let's say you agreed that it was going to be 30 days after the wedding, that your photographer was going to deliver your wedding day images, and we get to 40 days after the wedding and you still don't have your gallery, how are you going to enforce that promise? Well, guess what? You're not if it's not in writing. The third thing on my list, that is a non-negotiable when you are looking to hire your wedding photographer, is backup equipment. Photographers need backup equipment. It is just that simple. You never know when a camera body is going to call it quits or a lens is going to call it quits or you're accidentally going to drop a camera body or a lens or you're going to set it down in a busy downtown cathedral and a tourist walk off with it. It doesn't matter how new a piece of equipment is how many images it has taken, or how carefully you're watching it so that it doesn't get stolen. Photographers need backup equipment. Multiples and multiples of everything. Number four on my list of non-negotiables is Google reviews. You should be reading Google reviews for any potential wedding photographer that you are going to consider hiring for your wedding day. And you should be reading the good ones and the bad ones. And your potential photographer should be replying to their Google reviews. And yes, even the bad ones. Because you will be able to tell a lot by their responses or by their lack of responses. Are they professional? Do they accept the criticism or do they make excuses and argue with a dissatisfied couple? Do they have a lot of dissatisfied couples? 
Are there a lot of repetitive complaints about the same thing? Or are there a lot of really good things that the customers are saying? Are they saying things you are not hearing in another photographer's reviews? And is there something that makes this particular photographer stand out? So you can find out a lot by logging onto Google, searching for that potential wedding photographer, and just reading through their reviews. All right, number five on my list of non-negotiables is their response time. And a lot of times you can use a wedding photographer's response time to your correspondence as a crystal ball, if you will. So if they take a week to reply to your initial inquiry, then you can probably expect them to take about a week or maybe even longer to respond to you each time you reach out to them if you were to hire them. So think about this. The time when a potential photographer might be the most um, interested in responding to you is when they perceive they are competing for your attention against another wedding photographer or against multiple wedding photographers, when they are trying to get hired by you, when they um, perceive that they are in some type of competition trying to get your attention, right? So if they take a week to respond to you when they are trying to get a paycheck, imagine how long they are going to take after they have already been paid, So you can use their response time to your inquiry as a crystal ball. All right, number six, and the last thing on my list of non-negotiable must-haves for your wedding photographer is you must like their images. But I'm going to add my own words of caution here. I would suggest that you find someone who is making classic, timeless, contemporary wedding images. I strongly believe the last thing you want are wedding images that have been taken and processed in a highly stylized fashion. Your wedding day is such a monumental event, a milestone in your life. Let the art that will tell the story of your special day be art that can and will live forever. Not art that will be dated and dead in as little as five years. So my best tip for this, if the aesthetic that you're looking at in a potential wedding photographer's work hasn't been around since the 14th century, And if you're not seeing it in everyday life, like in TV shows or movies or on billboard ads or magazine ads, you probably shouldn't be documenting your wedding day with it. You should be looking for clean, crisp, true-to-life colors in a perspective photographer's images. Look for consistency in their work and look for an overall ability to expose correctly. Here is a gigantic hint on this. You'll want to see the tiny little details on your wedding dress, right? If not, then why did you spend all that time searching for the perfect gown? Why did you spend so much money on your dress? So if a photographer you're considering consistently shows you 
white skies, look out the window right now or wherever you're at. Look at the sky. If the sky you're looking at right now does not look like the sky in 98% of their images, they are not exposing correctly when they are taking pictures. And chances are you will not be able to see the tiny little details in your wedding gown. And just to give you the answer here, guys, when I look out my window, the sky where I live is blue. It's not white. So if you're looking at a potential photographer's images and all you see in image after image after image after image are white skies, that means that that image was blown out. It was overexposed. It was not captured correctly and it was not processed correctly. And if their skies are blown out, your wedding gown is going to be blown out. All right, that's it. Those are my six non-negotiable must-haves that your wedding photographer must have. If they don't have that, I mean, there's, there's more tips, but if they don't have those six things, move on. Pick somebody else. Um, you have a pretty high chance of being dissatisfied by a wedding photographer who doesn't have these six must-haves. And unless you're a gambler and you don't think your wedding day is very high stakes, I would suggest not hiring the photographer who doesn't have these six must-haves. And just to quickly recap those six must-haves, they are your photographer should own a legitimate business They should offer a written agreement. They should have backup equipment. They should have plenty of Google reviews and respond to all of those Google reviews, both the good and the bad. They should have a pretty quick response time, definitely within 24 hours. And you should love their images and they should be able to properly expose those images so that they are recording all of the imperative data, i.e. your wedding dress, that you're going to want captured on your wedding day. All right, guys, that is it. If you loved this episode, can I please ask you to share a screenshot from wherever you listened and share it to your Instagram story. You can tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. Uh, Just a quick reminder, the book that accompanies this podcast is available on Amazon and it's Prime eligible. And if you ever have a question you want me to cover, all you have to do is send me an email, Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, at Adagirl Photo. All the links to all of these things are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you have a very remarkable day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you again during the next episode.